The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello, and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the podcast where a comedy writer, that's me, and a psychologist, that's Steve. That's, oh, <clears throat> yes, that's me. Hello. <laughs> the podcast where we try to solve your long-running relationship issues in 10 minutes or less. How are you doing tonight, Steve? Well, we've just come off a very spirited wrong and wronger. That's an episode, if you don't like that show, this is one that'll make you a true fan. So go back and listen. And I'm still just a little, I'm schwitzing as a result of it. I'm yeah. still, I'm still all just uh, t- wired up. I don't know. I, I'm feeling a little drained. I kind of left it all on the field with that one. But I'm going to rally because <laughs> we got a really good listener question this week. Here it Ooh, is. Very good. Three weeks ago, my husband decided that our marriage is over. Uh, there are a lot of reasons, but basically it boils down to him not being happy, happy in uh, quotation marks, and we no longer have the sparks we did when we met 10 years ago. About a year ago, he asked for a divorce, but we went through marriage counseling, and I thought that we were doing pretty well, albeit with issues to continue working through. He even said that nothing is really wrong with us per se. I am currently in my last semester of law school, so I can admit that the last few years I have been distracted. He has had some health issues and apparently has been feeling neglected, despite the fact that we discussed the pros and cons of law school for two years before I went, and it was his idea in the first place. I had always wanted to go, but I had a good job and made decent money, and until he encouraged me to pursue it, I wasn't sure that uh, that was something we could take on. Clearly, I was right. At this point, I am just trying to hold everything together at this critical time in my education. I am filling out things like the bar exam application, job applications, not to mention my regular classwork. Now I am living in my sister's basement with my cat. I had to leave my dogs behind because as an unemployed student... Let me finish, Steve. (laughs) I hate this, yeah. It hardly seemed fair to take them away from a house in a big yard. I really don't understand what is happening or how to relate to people right now. My family wants to help, but I normally don't really like to talk about my private issues. It doesn't help that at the moment I seem to be be a a faucet at the moment, and it doesn't take much for the waterworks to start, which only makes my family more concerned because I am not normally public about emotions like that. Most of my close friends are also stressed out law students, so even though they want to help, they are dealing with their own craziness. I haven't really told most people that we are separated, and I never really know whether I want to be around or whether I want, uh, whether I want people to be around or whether I want to be alone. Uh, my husband claims he still wants to be friends, but as recently as a month ago, we uh, were still talking about having kids and working on projects around the house, and all of a sudden, this all happened, and he is totally fine and happy because he's thinking uh, been thinking about this for a long time. Apparently, apparently, he really didn't want to pursue counseling or work on anything, so he was just faking it for the last year, which makes me both feel stupid and even more confused about how he could be talking about kids and living a normal married life while thinking about this. I'm pretty sure he's already seeing someone else. I do need to stay on friendly terms with him if for no other reason than that we haven't filed yet and he's agreed to wait and keep me on his health insurance while I finish school and then we can start figuring out divorce stuff. So question one, how do I deal with him? How can I be friends with someone so callous and two-faced? And question two, how do I deal with family and friends?
friends. I really don't know how to reach out and honestly I feel like I barely have time to deal with all of this right now because I have to keep it together and get through the semester. I am a 34-year-old woman living in my little sister's basement and sharing a bathroom with her kids and life kind of sucks right now. Thanks for reading my novel of a letter and for the podcast, which make me laugh out at least once a week. There you go. 35 minutes of content a week, we get one laugh. That is a really good compliment, actually. I will take that. (laughs) Wow. That's more than I get around my house. (laughs) Same. Oh, James, I hate hearing this, but yeah. Uh, I guess a couple of reactions. I guess I'll address her question specifically. The... uh, no, I'm going to address one comment. I would, <clears throat> my first question is always, is there somebody else? And usually if the guy introduces the concept of divorce, there's somebody else. Like men will sort of sit in their comfortable cocoon until there's a reason to not. So it's not just that I haven't been happy. Like that's all code for the grass is greener and I'm kind of moving in another direction. And I, I don't, I don't know that you should think of him as callous. That doesn't do you any good. Now, you may need to be angry at him for a while because that helps you separate emotionally, but he might be doing the best he can just by not wanting to be an ass about it, but also wanting to be pretty clear about it. And to call that callous, I think, yeah, I see your point, but as you go forward, there's no reason to vilify the whole situation. Just... uh, you probably have it nailed that you went to law school and he just felt untethered for a while. And when you drift around like that, eventually there's going to be a life raft float by that you grab onto. And that's my 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 bet is that's what happened. But to address your question specifically, and James always says I'm I'm a little too um, diplomatic about these <laughs> things. But uh, one, yeah, I I've seen several situations where the uh, the wronged person has to kind of hang on for a little while because of financial considerations and health insurance is a big one you're 34 you're female like that's a big deal to make sure you're still covered and if his health insurance has that umbrella over you hang on to that handle as long as you can and even if there is somebody else and if there is you're gonna stumble upon proof at some point and it's gonna wreck your day but at least try to make nice long enough so that you take care of yourself because that really is what this comes down to um and the second question was how to deal with the family and the school of thought i take is appoint someone to act as your mole to kind of go out and spread the and i guess more your scribe than your mole like uh, you don't want to have to say the same story 16 times and get the same question 16 times so lay it out to your sister and i don't know how extroverted she is but then just have your sister do the wet work for you just have her make the phone calls and kind of cut a path for you at the family meetings so everyone kind of knows what's going on and they can console you a little bit and comfort you but nobody comes in with a confused look on their face and then you have to go through the whole thing from top to bottom again just kind of get that newsletter out through your sister or somebody in the family or close or your mother if she's kind of the matriarch of the family but i wouldn't put yourself through that ringer more than once or twice that's a rough story to tell and retell and it's embarrassing and it's frustrating and it's depressing and you're grieving because this marriage is a big deal this you you have the death of a marriage on your hand and probably some betrayal and it sounds like you feel a little guilt because you have been kind of spun in a different direction and it is confusing but if you just kind of sit through that the bar is the most important thing in your life right now because whether you stay married or not that is going to be your ticket to make sure that you are covered for the rest of your life what say you Breakwell? 
Well, I am going to go a step further than you, as you predicted. I'm going to call the guy callous. I'm not going to be sympathetic to him like you were. Um, yeah, I, you know, th th this is a weird phenomenon, and I have seen it several times with people I've known in real life, and then with people I've, I guess who I've read about and things like that. That. It's the divorces happen when people are like almost out of the struggle. Like it's never like at the start of the struggle or the middle of the struggle. It's when there's light at the end of the tunnel that they decide to bail. Or somebody's like, you know, one partner's about to finish school or get out of uh, medical school or anything else. You know, they have this big trying thing. And right at the end when everything's just going to be okay, they're like, oh, let's quit now. And I, that's never made any sense to me. Uh, but it is what it is. Really? Yeah, yeah, I've actually seen this many times. It's not the. It's like when when everything's done. It's like why didn't you just stick it out a little longer? But uh, in this case, uh, I'll give you an answer in a minute. But go ahead. Okay. Yeah, I I would say I guess uh, be grateful that he didn't string you along for any longer than a year. I, th I think you're you're probably correct that he did check out. And I'm going to agree with Steve for once on the advice of uh, of appointing a person. <laughs> you really don't. You can't afford right now to be you know call 25 different people and explain this story yeah. over and over again because it's going to be the same story every time and everybody's probably going to have the same bit of advice and it's not going to get any easier between the first time and the 25th time so yeah pick that one person and spread because honestly whether you want them to spread it or not they're going to spread it as soon as you tell one person it's pretty much it's going to be out there uh so just let it be what it's going to be uh and uh, another thing i think you need to accept uh and i i say this with incredible personal biases in this i i just spent you know years trying to talk my my sister out of law school unsuccessfully uh but but realize um you know you You've picked a, a very lucrative field, a very prestigious field, but it's not its not an easy field. It's not a field that's necessarily going to bring any less stress to your life uh, as yeah. you move forward. I mean, you might be working 60 or 80 hours a week, depending on what, what branch of law you get into. Uh, so just, you know, be prepared for that. Don't, don't you know, hang all your hopes on the idea that everything is going to get easier around the corner uh, because it could it could be hard for a very long while. I mean, you've, you've picked a very challenging career, and I say this as a guy who, you know, is trying to write for a living, so I'm doing the exact opposite <laughs> of what you're doing. I'm trying to do as little as possible, and you're over there doing the most. You have my respect for that. Uh, and then a final point on the health insurance. Health insurance is serious business, and, uh, you know, you're going to uh, have issues. You're going to have student loans coming up very soon. You're going to have, uh, you know, you've got that house it sounds like that you might own and you've got the health insurance you got these big issues there but if you can just let that marriage float for as long as possible until it comes to the point where either you or your husband needs to split off i mean that's gonna that's gonna be wonderful especially if it takes you a little while to land a uh, to land a, a job with health insurance i don't know what the the law market is uh, out there like right now uh steve's in that in that professional field a little more than i am so maybe he has a better feel for it uh but yeah don't uh don't don't throw out the health insurance on principle uh because that uh health insurance doesn't care about your principles it doesn't care about your angers I, I think you should be i think you should be irate i really do but i also think you should keep that health insurance so don't kill your husband don't divorce him just yet just keep that health insurance until until you have your own health insurance and then you've you've got the the green light to go on what you need to do what you need to do all right steve what was your what was your contradictory point you had a second ago or your supplemental point whatever it was Oh no! I just uh, you you threw out a semi-rhetorical question when you said, "Why do people wait till that light is looming right there and then pull the ripcord?" And the answer is, once that light gets on top of you, you don't have a good reason to get out anymore. And so I think people that have had this percolating for a while, they see the light coming, and that motivates them. That kind of lights a fire under them to get this thing working. And if he has had someone on the side for a little while and has been talking about maybe starting a relationship for real with that person, the light looming is, uh, I got to do it now or never. And that's why they jump when they do. Well, that's uh, 
Well, that, that's my answer. That that makes a lot of sense, I suppose, in terms of justifying it to yourself. You got to say it was it's all your fault for going to law school, right, even even if right. it was his idea, rather than oh, I just decided I wanted to quit because then that, that makes him See, look like yeah, the bad guy. Well, people don't always know what they're what they're buying when they buy it. Like it probably did sound like a good idea. It'd be cool to have a lawyer wife. Yeah, go for it. I don't think either of them really understood everything that it was going to suck out of that relationship. It is so hard to maintain a relationship when one is in medical school or law school or any of the programs that just take a ton of time and energy. It really does come at the cost of the relationship. Yeah, and I, I again, I think for the the letter writer, don't saddle yourself with guilt over this. Don't don't come out of this podcast thinking it's your fault this marriage failed. I mean, ultimately, your husband's the one who walked away. You were in it. You were you were making the effort there. So don't don't saddle yourself with guilt on top of that. Um, he's he's the one who left, and I think Steve's probably right. There probably was somebody on the side. So just. Uh, you know what? Channel your anger at him. I I, I give you my blessing to be just, just just seething with rage at him, and maybe that'll help motivate wait, wait, you. You mean Steve or her husband? Oh, her husband. You know what? I my anger is channeled at Steve. Your anger can go wherever you want. <laughs> That was a little Freudian slip there. Uh, wow. But you know what? I do some of my best work out of spite. Like I just, uh, <laughs> I do. There's somebody I got to prove wrong because I've been shut down or I failed somewhere and I got I to gotta prove myself. I work twice as hard. So maybe let that motivate you. Be the most successful lawyer you've ever been. And maybe five years down the road, you'll have the, you know, the huge house and the giant yard where you can take all the dogs and, and a new relationship that makes his new relationship just look terrible by comparison. And just maybe, maybe let that be the light at your end of the, at the end of your tunnel but what you shouldn't do what you shouldn't do is internalize all this guilt and and, and grief and keep and let that weigh you down as you go into the bar go go into the bar with a clean conscience let somebody else be your spokesperson to spread the news that you guys are separated uh and go and just destroy that bar be the best lawyer you can be and maybe you can represent us someday because because god knows we're going to get in legal trouble just spewing out advice i divorce <laughs> i call her she's going to be tenacious <laughs> oh man all right. Well, that's uh, we, we are Take way over home. time. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. If you have a question you'd like us to solve or not solve in 10 minutes or less, send those questions in to James Breakwell at explodingunicorn.com. That's exploding unicorn with the E. It doesn't have to be a marriage question. It can be, uh, you know, dating. It can be platonic. It can be parent child or parent dog. We've, we've had all sorts of questions and we'll take anything. And um, this has been 10 minutes to save your marriage. And that's 10 minutes of your life. You'll never get back.